Hey, everybody. Oh, thank you for joining us. It is Monday, and as I said earlier, it is Financial Inclusion Week, and uh, I've got my good friend, Bridget Greenwood, with The Bigger Pie, here to talk with us, well, about blockchain and how we can increase diversity and women inclusion in this field. Bridget, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm very well indeed, and thank you so much for inviting me on your show. It's a real privilege. We've enjoyed a few conversations before this, so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to today. Thank you, and good morning and afternoon, evening to everyone wherever you are. <laughs> that's right, that's right, because we, you know, we got people all over the globe, and so it is great. You always got to make sure to say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, no matter <laughs> where you are. Shout out to uh, Stellar Ireland who just checked in. Uh, says hi. So that's that's Hello. wonderful. That's great. That's great. Um, so let's start off, Bridget, uh, why don't you, uh, just, I guess, give a little intro about yourself, um, and, and how you got introduced to the tech field and blockchain. Okay. So I, how far back do we go? Um, <laughs> I used to be what we call in the UK an IFA, an independent financial advisor. And I loved okay. that role. Um, I traveled around in the geographically local area that I was in. And I would get to meet new people and you'd ask them all sorts of questions about their health and their wealth and what their goals were and help them to understand what it is that was important to them. And then you could give them a financial plan to be able to help them to best achieve that. And I really loved it. But then in 2004, I had my son. And when I had him, uh, I was on my maternity leave and the directors at the company said, Do you know what, we want to make sure that we only have high writing, high achieving um, financial planners with us. So we're going to set the bar so that unless they write this amount of business each year, we're going to take a huge percentage of their earnings, which is you know going to make sure that those people are interested. I wasn't at the table to turn around and say, but what about me? I'm on maternity leave. Can we have something pro rata? And so I, well, I wasn't able to go back to that. There were a few other factors as well. Um, the regulations were changing. I had to upskill. There wasn't childcare facilities for me. Uh, and traveling around where I live, because I could be on the road for an hour and a half, two hours away from home, coming back again, when you don't have parental responsibilities is fine. But of course, that changes when, when you have children. So I had to reimagine my career. And I live in what we call in the UK, the sticks, in the countryside. The sticks. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Uh, so I've got farmlands on one side and I've got the sea on the other. And there isn't much in terms of population and, and places to go and be employed in. So when I was ready to go back to work, I had to reimagine what that looked like. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I looked at the device in front of me. I looked at how I could use the Internet and how I could use social media platforms to attract business to me. And then that led me to starting financial social media, um, which wow. I saw in the States, actually. And I said to um, the woman in the States who was running this, um, Amy McElwain, I said, oh, I love what you're doing. I understand about social media. Uh, I understand the financial services market in the way that I've been operating in it. So, so let's take your business across. After a year, the markets and the time zone meant that it wasn't a good fit for us to work together. So I then just uh, carried on with Financial Social Media UK. So that was really interesting. Uh, and I enjoyed that. 
But rather than being a financial advisor, I was now working with financial service companies. And it was really interesting, actually, because this is 2011. And in 2011, okay. digital marketing didn't really exist. Um, banks and financial services companies did not touch social media. So social mm. media came from individuals, and that's where the mass adoption came, right? Right. And then uh, companies like financial services, where they're heavily regulated, and I'm sure that there were similarities across in the pharmaceutical world as well, where they're heavily regulated, where like our clients are not on social media. Our clients wouldn't want to discuss any of their finances on social media. We don't really understand what social media is. It's a reputational risk and it's a regulatory risk. And then we fast forward to where we are today. There's not a business in the world that doesn't have a digital marketing plan and what they do with, if they have a marketing plan. You know, Sounds no one a lot the it. way like blockchain is going right now, right? <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I see exact parallels in terms of, and particularly in the financial services sector. I remember I wrote a, um, a white paper about why financial services companies, um, wealth managers would want to start considering cryptocurrency in their portfolios. Um, but it was too early. Um, right, but anyway. right, right. So, so I was doing financial social media. I hadn't wanted to do it on my own. I did it for a number of years. I really enjoyed it, but I was always working on my own. And the way that social media had matured through that time, whereas when I was you know, looking at it, there was no Instagram. Zuckerberg uh, didn't have the control of the data that we have now. There wasn't right. the mass of data that there is. There wasn't the abuse of data that there is as far as I see it. Um, it was much more about organic, about creating great content that would attract people to you. So as the social media market changed, I didn't feel comfortable feeding that machine. Mm -hmm. uh, I also wanted to be part of a team and two sectors of people had spoken to me about Bitcoin. Wow. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'm really interested in Bitcoin. And then I went down the rabbit hole of, well, what is Bitcoin and what problem is it trying to solve? And effectively, it was a 2008 financial crash that was mm. completely manipulated and man-made. And it was like, okay, if we want to, to hedge our risk about being exposed to these um, centralized organizations who are meant to be there to protect us, but time and time again have shown to be flawed in that, surely there should be an alternative that people could go into. Sounds like a worthy worthy um, <laughs> problem to be tackling. So then, of course, I went down the rabbit hole of, of Bitcoin, particularly through Andreas Antonopoulos. I absolutely adore him in terms of how yeah, he speaks. Yeah, shout out to Andreas. Yeah, for sure. 100% um, about how he speaks uh, about it in, an, in a language that non-technical people like myself can understand. And hi, Amir. And, uh, mm -hmm. and he's written a book on, on coding. Um, so that was really interesting. But I still couldn't figure out how to purchase Bitcoin myself. And then a friend of mine said, who's one of the groups of people who was also talking to me about Bitcoin, um, well, I can help you with that. So now I understood what fiat money was, which as a financial advisor, the word fiat currency doesn't come up at all. Right, right, right. Very true. Very true. Um, it's just not mentioned. You just go into the system. The system is pretty much working for most of us um, in the financial services sector. And for those it's not working for, 
you don't see them they're not they're not on your radar that's my experience um and we just blindly do what we do the other thing that i think is interesting to note particularly when i stepped away from being an actual financial advisor myself so i i i could look at a bigger picture was that if it's a regulated product or service then financial advisors are all about it if it's outside of their scope they tend to be more snobbish about it oh, for yeah. one of a better word oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. So, I, I experienced that directly you know because i you know my my financial advisor was was very snobbish about <laughs> you know about uh you know uh anything outside of of, of basically what she was able to, to sell me right that's it right <laughs> Can I advise on this? I love this you, by the way, if you're listening, though. I know you're listening, so I love you, by the way. I didn't, I didn't mean that bad. But you, you know what I mean. You know what there I mean. There is a yeah. bias there. There is a bias there, which we understand. Yeah. All human beings have bias. Right. Um, but I think but when you're in it, you don't notice it so much. And when I was outside of it, I was like, oh, there really is a huge bias. So, of course, cryptocurrency by the traditional financial sector is going to be um disregarded or belittled or ignored initially because they don't understand it it's not part of their regulation if it won't be regulated then it can't be taken seriously and fundamentally as well if you're if you're setting up a system that is going to be in competition with the financial services why would they embrace it right um anyway so yes so uh my friend said to me send me some fiat download this app, which is a wallet, and I'll send you the OTC. And I went, that was so ridiculously easy. He said, yeah. So I was his second client. His first client was his mum. And then he said to me, I want to do this as a business. Would you like to join me? And so because I was now able to work in a team, because I was able to step away from an industry that I didn't like the way that it had turned out and, and, and into something which I thought had a very promising future. Back in 2017, I said yes, and that's how I got into, into the sector. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And that company has, has gone on under the leadership of the CEO uh, to, to be BCB Group now, which actually is becoming the bank for um, the financial institutions. So it's an amazing journey that they've been on, and congratulations to that startup. Which is huge. And I mean, you know, that company is behind, I mean, the, the I guess the banking rails for the likes of, I want to say like Coinbase, Kraken, some of the largest exchanges that are out there, which is which is pretty big. Yeah. So what we recognize. And, and, and that was how we connected as a side note as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Indeed. So, so that was really interesting, that journey, because it didn't start off with BCB Group. It started off as a different company and retail facing. And then quickly we realized actually the retail market was well served, but the institutional market wasn't served at all. And it couldn't get into the space until such time as the rails are needed for institutions to come into play. Because whilst cryptocurrency might, I mean, in different jurisdictions, it has different regulations and some it's still, I don't think it has uh, regulations and there's there's a lot that I think we'll still need to see in, in that area. Um, but you still need to act as if you're regulated. You still need to have the, the right custodianship. You still need to be able to manage assets correctly. You still need to be able to do all of those. And those services just weren't available. Um, so kudos to all of the companies in the crypto winter that carried on building those. So when we've seen the resurgence again, um, institutions have the opportunity to step in now. 
Absolutely. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, about the bigger pie. Um, the bigger yes. pie is um, great um, great organization, and and you know I guess to give some 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 backgrounds here, um, as as many of you guys know, I I founded with a couple of my friends um, the Stellar Global uh, Community. And, you know, our focus has really been on, you know, just strengthening that, that financial inclusion ties. And it was it was honestly through, you know, one of our ambassadors in the um, uh, Caribbean community, Dorian, who really pointed out, hey, you know, we have a lack of women involved within Stellar Global. And if we're going to be out here, you know, advocating for inc inclusivity, we have to do more on our part. And so um, from your perspective, um, Bridget, what motivated you to, to create the bigger pie? So I gave you one instance of just being a woman and not having not being at the table to have my needs right. represented had um, impacted me negatively in my, in my career. There are, there are other examples of that. And when sure. I saw this technology, um, how not just Bitcoin, but blockchain itself and, you know, there are other uh, incredible platforms, layer one, layer two, etc., who are all trying to solve real world problems. I saw a couple of things. One was we were having another massive transference of wealth. Yes. And I didn't want to sit back and watch it happen and have half of the population miss out just because of their gender, because historically that's, that's kind of what's happened. So I, I didn't want to see that happen uh, again. Two, it's so ridiculously important that if you're going to be solving global problems or problems across the globe, the people who are facing those problems, everyone needs to be at the design, development and deployment table. Uh, there's a book called The Invisible Woman, uh, which I, is often cited. It's a brilliant book and it shows example after example after example after example of what happens when you don't include the people that you're trying to solve a solution for into that problem. Wow. Um, women make that's, up half of the world. Yay, that's, that's, that's an important statement. That's an important, and what was the name of that book again? It's called Invisible Women. So Invisible the, Woman. wow. the Invisible Woman, uh, I can't remember the name of the authors, I'm too sorry, um, but I'm sure that we can get it out there. Um, and yes, so whether it's a climate change, whether it's in healthcare, no matter what it is, basically the world, particularly in, in the medical sector, the world has said, right, the average person is this height is a man, um, seatbelts, for example, seatbelts <laughs> designed for men. So pregnant women, it was more harmful for them to wear a seatbelt than it was. Wow. Um, because they were designed for a different shape. If you're going into the army, if you're in the police force, your uniform is designed for a man and not for a woman. Um, so there's there there are just so many reasons why you need to have everyone at the design development deployment table. And um, and women are half the population. The women that are in the industry, particularly when I joined in 2017, 2018, and I had a look around are incredible and i'm sure the men are too but i didn't do the research on the men right but if you're going um into a nascent sector where you have your vision and that's all you've got you've got to build on the tech you've got to bring people on the journey you can see it and you're visionary um these women are highly educated speak multiple languages have career histories that are just amazing and they want to put their hand out to the next generation of people who are coming into the sector and i just wanted to hang out with these women i wanted to figure out <laughs> what i could do to be able to contribute to building a better world 
um, plugged into this technology. And uh, so the bigger pie is, is how it came about because these women are doing amazing things. And the more women we have in the sector, the more that we can have more, as they say, more diversity at the design development deployment table, the more effective your business is, the kinder we are um, in terms of the solutions that we build to all of our stakeholders. And it's not about extraction. It's about, and, and just profits for shareholders. It really is building stakeholder economies. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm just looking here, kind of scrolling through some of the uh, incredible women that you have um, as part of your, your experts. And uh, if you guys are, are listening out here and uh, have a chance to go to the biggerpie.io and just look at the uh, incredible backgrounds um, uh, of the women that uh, that you have here. I don't want to hear anybody have a uh, have a have a an event, have a panel and tell me that you can't find a qualified woman to fill a role on that panel. Um, because here, here's here's a great resource, right? Just right here. Um, you know, one of the great things is, is uh, even when I first got introduced to uh, the Stella Development Foundation, um, I was really, really happy to, to, to see so much diversity. I mean, from the CEO of, with Danelle Dixon, um, you know, um, um, one of the first people I, I met when their development side was Corey uh, Henson. Um, and there were just so many, uh, so many more women that uh, were a part of the organization. Um, and, but we need more of that. We need absolutely more. Now, um, your uh, Bigger Pie also offers, offers uh, several services that I wanted to kind of highlight here. Sure. Um, let me see if I can go back here to the top. Yeah. So we're because of the experts that we have in our community, we're now attracting companies who want to access that, um, both in terms wow. of full on expertise that they have, particularly when you're in a nascent sector. Right. You're you're in, um, a startup or a growing organization and you're growing fast, hiring people, hiring people quickly with the right expertise, being able to bring it in the amount of human resource you need to be able to do and then, then sort of retract it as and when maybe campaigns are being led or development is going on. It's really quite difficult. So that's something that uh, companies are finding out that actually if they come to us, then we have experts across development, regulation, our marketing, our strategy, um, tokenomics, legals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it kind of can be a one-stop shop in terms of um, being able to deliver some of the expertise that you need. So that's that's one of the services um, that we have. The other one, thank you so much, is we, we're doing everything we can do along with the other um, communities. So there are a number of different uh, women in blockchain communities. And the great thing is that we all work collaboratively together. So each community right. has, has their own... Uh, has their own focus, their own vibe, their own tonality, their own, um, you know, tribe. But we're all looking to serve the same, the same end goal. So it's great that we're able to collaborate and do things together. Um, and we very much want to remove collectively the phrase, we can't find the women, we can't find the qualified women. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, do come to the bigger pie because if we can't find who you need within our community, We'll reach out to the other communities um, that we that we all talk to to find what you need in terms of event speakers, in terms of keynote speakers, you know, panelists, um, and in terms of in terms of hiring as well. Right, right, right. Um, let's talk about in terms of hiring. Um, you shared um, a vision zero to CTO. 
Um, I, I think that's a, I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a great, you know, phrase. I wish I thought about it. It's it's so it's so awesome, but I mean I think it's great too because you know it's um one thing that I really admire about you, Bridget. Honestly, is that um you saw a you saw a problem, and then you rather than just you know tweeting about it or talking about it, you're really um, creating a vehicle to say, hey, look, you know what? There's not enough women in uh, leadership positions. I'm going to take it upon myself to create an organization that is now going to help produce that, Mm. right? Because you know what? Somebody can sit down and say, hey, I I have a panel and I I couldn't find a qualified woman to be on there. But guess what? Now you can say, yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) A company can say, hey, you know what? I I would love to hire uh, some more uh, women in, in leadership positions, but I couldn't find any woman. Well, yes, you can. So talk to us a little bit about Zero to CTO. So Zero to CTO is still a, a, it's, it's in its early stages. So we kind of have an exclusive, I guess, uh, here. All right. But in terms, of, in, in terms of supply and demand, when you've got uh, emerging technology, there just isn't enough supply to match the demand because we need to upskill people in the field. So one thing I would like to say is if you are listening and you're interested in coming into the area of blockchain, but you haven't got there yet, please get in touch because there are various ways that we can help you. And especially if you're in leadership roles, we need more women to come in at the senior level. So they need to be able to transfer your skills just like everybody else has in this nascent sector, transfer your skills from where you've been and we can upskill you within within the sector, um, because and, and, otherwise. And, 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 and briefly, why is that important, right? You know, why is it important? Because we talked about this before, and I want you to share this. You know, it's important to have women be in leadership positions. Um, so, a recent report out in the UK, women on boards came out, and it showed that uh, we we have mandates in the UK, and puts you one hundred companies of leader was meant to be thirty three percent of at least women on boards and all those companies who achieved at least the minimum they had more profitability they hired better for diversity they hired more women women in leadership positions will hire more women than if you don't have women in leadership positions we like to attract people that we see and recognize in ourselves so Mm. you know i don't i don't blame men in senior positions hiring other men because they're just hiring people that they see in themselves which is why we need to get diversity at senior level inclusion so that people can hire with some biases uh, we can also right. hire for diversity not in spite of diversity um and then you know you can have these these teams of experts who have different experience not just technically but also through how they did their lives that brings huge profits to, to companies and as well as you know the social requirements to have opportunities for everyone across the board um so yes so wherever you are we need to bring that in in terms of zero to cto there just aren't enough engineers we do not have enough ctos full stop no matter what gender you are um so we need to create more engineers um and why not create more female engineers and allow them that fast track roadmap to cto because we've there's research out there that shows that there are barriers that women face 
and I'm sure that there are other underestimated communities that, that face similar barriers. So if we can make it successful for, for um, gender representation, I'm sure we can make it successful for other underrepresented, underestimated communities too. So why don't we say, okay, you, there's technical skills, there's understanding how to do the job, and then there's so much more to be able to be able to progress in what you're doing. Um, so where is extra support that's needed? And let's work with the ecosystem to be able to put those, uh, those opportunities in place. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. And, and, to, and you talked about different communities, and I, I kind of teed up a little bit earlier um, as far as how we got connected. And, and, and just to, to go back a little bit, um, you know, in looking at, at what we were doing at Stellar Global, and um, realizing that, you know what, we're being hypocritical in our approach by not aggressively seeking out more inclusion within our system and our community. And uh, just as, you know, we just said it's possible and it's proven is that all you got to do is look. <laughs> all you have to do is look. And sure enough, um, we were able to connect to a mutual friend who um, is a woman in, in a blockchain company. And um, she mentioned... Uh, Sam, so shout out to Sam out there. Thank you so much. Um, she, she, she told me that, you know, um, you, need to, you need to speak with Bridget. And through our conversations, um, I'm very excited about what we're looking to do as far as helping to contribute training um, and educational material um, as far as what Stellar provides and the opportunities there with the larger, bigger, bigger pie um, uh, community. Um, because there, there's, there, there is an opportunity right now with blockchain um, to, to be your own, to be your own boss, to, to be a founder of your own company. Um, there's so much opportunity out there um, and really just about um, educational uh, materials. And so I know that that's something that we're, we're going to start working on um, right away to help provide some, some training on blockchain, um, some, some training on how um, uh, women and, and people of all diverse backgrounds can really um, utilize um, the, the, the networks to, to help to um, create their own levels of inclusion. Um, and then we're also looking on our Stellar Global Discord, opening up a bigger, uh, bigger pie channel, which mm. is going to be focused. It's going to be really a, a welcoming platform for women in blockchain, um, and not just women in blockchain, but people that are really open to inclusionary discussions. Um, because, yeah. you know, something, something that you pointed out, Bridget, is that, um, you know what, we really need everybody together that's got the same mindset and focus of inclusion, right? And, mm -hmm. and the mission of inclusion to be part of the conversation. Go ahead, you're gonna say something. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about our collaboration because it's an ability. So one of the things that we've been building in the bigger pie is to make sure that we've got a safe space for the women in, in blockchain to be able to ha have discussions and discourse. Uh, and at the moment, the way that the world is set up, um, having somewhere that is just for women is, is something that's necessary because these conversations don't seem to be able to take shape um at the moment within uh, mixed communities as i'm sure that we get to a more balanced society full stop then the need for those will, will dissipate so we don't have anywhere to have at the moment we haven't got a home to have a conversation with all of our male allies and everybody else who who shares this vision so i'm really excited the bigger pie the whole reason i've called it the bigger pie is that the more people who come to the table you know the table doesn't have 12 seats and that's it it's the more people mm. who come to we just make a bigger table right it's just 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 
we'll, we just create more together than we would do if we worked individually. So being, able, so being able to do this with, with, with the, the Stellar Global community and have a, a channel that's like, okay, if you're all about open and understanding of uh, female representation. And when we say female, we do mean, you know, across the board, um, transgender included, however you identify, just come along because I know that I've spoken to a number of people in the transgender sector and, and you know, and uh, you look at the stats for BAME. I mean, mm. it, there's just an awful lot of people out there who are underestimated, who don't have somewhere where they can go and feel as though that they belong. Um, and and let's let's provide those places. That's that 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 is absolutely absolutely great, and and we are definitely gonna um, open that up um, in the in the coming weeks and uh, really expose that for everybody. And I just want to go back to to what you said about the bigger pie, because so many times, I mean, even within you know the the crypto world, right? It's it's this false false belief that you know there's some that there's some small table. <laughs> There's a small table, as you mentioned, of 12 people. And, you know, if there's somebody else that's another, maybe another chain that offers a, a tool or feature that yours doesn't, um, if there's another group and that it's somehow taking away from you. But no, there is an abundance and opportunity, 100%. folks. There is an abundance and op of opportunity um, that's out there. And, um, you know, it's... It is. It's it's amazing, and I really wish that more people could really you know grapple this. Um, I think that it would just be a, a most a, 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 a more fulfilling world to live in um, if if everybody really if you know whether regardless of race, creed, beliefs, sexuality, uh, gender identification, um, whatever it is, if you just embraced everybody, you'll see that no one's taking anything from you. We can actually build more, grow more, and have more uh, together. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, wake up ahead. every day, wake up every day and, and have an attitude of gratitude to what you have and, 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 and think about abundance and then you'll, you'll see all the ways that can happen. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to wrap this up. The Bigger Pie, T-H-E-B-I-G-G-E-R-P-I-E dot I-O. The Bigger Pie. Uh, this is Bridget Greenwood, founder of The Bigger Pie. Um, it was a pleasure, pleasure having you. Um, this is going to be on YouTube. It's gonna it's gonna remain on on Twitter to continue to replay. So those in different time zones will be able to catch up on this, and it will also be released on on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. So uh, an audio version will also be released uh, to be spread around. So it was a pleasure having you, um, Bridget. Great conversation. Um, I, I really, I'm really happy to meet you and, and look forward uh, to, 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 to seeing the growth over the years of The Bigger Pie. And uh, we're still global too. Thank you so much. All right. Hold on one second. Everyone, okay. bye. Um, later on this week, um, I've got uh, the, um, you guys have heard about Wire. They've been recently partnered with uh, Visa and Stellar to um, utilize the Stellar version of the USDC. And um, it's a very interesting talk. We're going to be talking about the world of, of lending uh, and, and what their plans are uh, to help accelerate uh, financial inclusion for the rest of the world. So I'll be back with that later this week. See you guys soon.